Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 422. Man Wastes Life So You Don't Have To by Roger Lawson of rogelawfitness.com and I'm Dr. Neil Malik, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness. I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there with permission from the authors, of course. After I was finished recording yesterday's episode, that's episode 421, where I read from JC Dean all about fat loss and how to simplify things so that your workouts can help promote fat loss, I was thinking about my own experiences at the gym. Something I forgot to mention yesterday was when JC was talking about how it could be helpful to record your progress and to use that as motivation, it struck a chord with me. JC mentioned that you don't always wanna just focus your attention on lifting heavier the next time. You don't always wanna think about beating your previous weight when you're weightlifting because that can lead to injury. That very thing happened to me. A while ago, I started getting really into deadlifting. Now, I'm not a very tall man, but I would be cleaning weights at the gym that would kind of shock people. I could see in the mirror that people were kind of watching me thinking, oh, there's no way he's gonna lift that. And then I would clean it and you could just see their eyes bulge out. I started to really like that attention. And so the next time I told myself, I'm gonna beat that weight. I'm gonna show them at the gym again. I'm gonna put on a show for these people. And that's how I injured my back. I started to get so obsessed with trying to beat my previous weight I got to the point where maybe I was a little sloppy, maybe egotistical or a combination of the two. So I tried to break my own record. I bent down to clean the weight. I started to lift. And sure enough, right then, sharp, shooting pain all up my lower back. And I just wanted to fall on the ground and like be on my back like a lobster, just kind of clawing at the air. It just hurt so badly. I could barely walk out of the gym that day. Did I learn my lesson that first time? Nope. I tried to do the same thing two weeks later when my back felt better. And sure enough, re-injured it. Luckily, there was no permanent damage, but it did knock me out of the gym for two, three weeks while I healed. And that was probably the worst part of it. So I've since learned my lesson and I completely agree with JC in that don't focus just on that. Yes, push yourself, but it's not worth getting injured. All right, had to share that with you. Let's get back to today's topic and today's post from Roger Lawson as we optimize your life. Man Wastes Life So You Don't Have To by Roger Lawson of rogerlawfitness.com. I don't know about you, but I'm very familiar with the occasional sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach that tells me I don't have any idea what the hell is going on. 
and that I'm just a series of unfortunate events away from going broke and being forced to breed alpacas while moonlighting as a carny to make ends meet. Or, at the very least, that I'm spending too much time acting around and not doing the things that make me feel alive. Maybe you haven't descended into the depths of alpaca farming that I have, but I'm sure you can relate. Most of us, more or less, wrangle this feeling at some point and start to navigate our lives in the direction that we want to go in, making the necessary adjustments along the way. But then there are those that don't, who let the momentum of the life that they're living carry them away without any resistance, despite their inner voice telling them to keep fighting the good fight. Here is one of those stories via Reddit user John Jerison. A cautionary tale. Quote, Hi, my name's John. I've been lurking for a while, but I finally made an account to post this. I need to get my life off my chest. About me. I'm a 46-year-old banker, and I have been living my whole life the opposite of how I wanted. All my dreams, my passion, gone. In a steady 9-to-7 job, 6 days a week, for 26 years. I repeatedly chose the safe path for everything, which eventually changed who I was. Today, I found out my wife has been cheating on me for the last 10 years. My son feels nothing for me. I realized I missed my father's funeral for nothing. I didn't complete my novel, Traveling the World, Helping the Homeless. All these things I thought I knew to be a certainty about myself when I was in my late teens and early 20s. If my younger self had met me today, I would have punched myself in the face. I'll get to how those dreams were crushed soon. Let's start with a description of me when I was 20. It seemed only yesterday when I was sure I was going to change the world. People loved me, and I loved people. I was innovative, creative, spontaneous, risk-taking, and great with people. I had two dreams. The first was writing a utopic, dystopic book. The second was traveling the world and helping the poor and homeless. I had been dating my wife for four years by then. Young love. She loved my spontaneity, my energy, and my ability to make people laugh and feel loved. I knew my book was going to change the world. I would show the perspective of the bad and the twisted, showing my readers that everybody thinks differently, that people never think what they do is wrong. I was 70 pages through when I was 20. I'm still 70 pages in at 46. By 20, I had backpacked around New Zealand and the Philippines. I planned to do all of Asia, then Europe, then America. I live in Australia, by the way. To date, I've only been to New Zealand and the Philippines. Now, we get to where it all went wrong. My biggest regrets. I was 20. I was the only child. I needed to be stable. I needed to take that graduate job, which would dictate my whole life. To devote my entire life in a 9-7 to job. What was I thinking? How could I live when the job was my life? After coming home, I would eat dinner, prepare my work for the following day, and sleep at 10 p.m. to wake up at 6 a.m. the following day. God, I can't remember the last time I've made love to my wife. Yesterday, my wife admitted to cheating on me for the last 10 years. 10 years. That seems like a long time, but I can't comprehend it. It doesn't even hurt. She says it's because I've changed. I'm not the person I was. What have I been doing in the last 10 years? Outside of work, I really can't say anything. Not being a proper husband? Not being me? Who am I? What happened to me? I didn't even ask for a divorce or yell at her or cry. I felt nothing. Now, I can feel a tear as I write this. But not because my wife has been cheating on me, but because I am now realizing 
I have been dying inside. What happened to that fun-loving, risk-taking, energetic person that was me, hungering to change the world? I remember being asked on a date by the most popular girl in the school, but declining her for my now wife. God, I was really popular with the girls in high school, in university and college too, but I stayed loyal. I didn't explore. I studied every day. Remember all that backpacking and book writing I told you about? That was all in the first few years of college. I worked part-time and splurged all that I had earned. Now, I save every penny. I don't remember a time I spent anything on anything fun, on anything for myself. What do I even want now? My father passed 10 years ago. I remember getting calls from mom, telling me he was getting sicker and sicker. I was getting busier and busier, on the verge of a big promotion. I kept putting my visit off, hoping in my mind he would hold on. He died, and I got my promotion. I haven't seen him in 15 years. When he died, I told myself it didn't matter that I didn't see him. Being an atheist, I rationalized that being dead, it wouldn't matter anyway. What was I thinking? Rationalizing everything, making excuses to put things off. Excuses, procrastination. It all leads to one thing, nothing. I rationalized that financial security was the most important thing. I now know that it definitely is not. I regret doing nothing with my energy when I had it, my passions, my youth. I regret letting my job take over my life. I regret being an awful husband, a money-making machine. I regret not finishing my novel, not traveling the world, not being emotionally there for my son, being a emotionless wallet. If you're listening to this and you have a whole life ahead of you, please, don't procrastinate. Don't leave your dreams for later. Relish in your energy, in your passions. Don't stay on the internet with all your spare time unless your passion needs it. Please, do something with your life while you're young. Do not settle down at 20. Do not forget your friends and your family or yourself. Do not waste your life, your ambitions, like I did mine. Do not be like me. End quote. This is your life and no one else is responsible for what you do with it. If there's something that you want to do but have been putting it off for a number of reasons, make some progress towards it, no matter how small. Now, join a gym. Send that email you've been talking about doing. Take an exercise class. Buy a recipe book and cook a meal, even if it ends up tasting like a toxic shoe. Do anything you can to throw a wrench in the mechanical cog of momentum. If you don't, no one else will. You just listened to the post titled, Man Wastes Life So You Don't Have To, by Roger Lawson of rogelawfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health 
right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's ironic because just a couple of days ago, I was having dinner with my brother, host of Optimal Living Daily, and his business partner, Lee, and his wife, Jocelyn, who hosts Optimal Living Daily Relationships, and their parents. Fun time was had by all, until we kind of got to a serious topic. Somehow we got on the topic of what we all did before we got into this podcasting stuff. And what was amazing is we all kind of had the same story, a similar story to the one I just read. We all got to the point where we said, I don't wanna work here anymore. I don't wanna live like this anymore. And we took a leap. We quit our jobs, we followed our passions, and we started doing something that made us kind of sort of happy. For me, I graduated with a degree in psychology. That was an undergrad degree. You can't do anything with an undergrad degree in psychology. I didn't know what I wanted to do after graduation, so I ended up working in human resources as a payroll specialist. And day after day, I would see folks who were 10, 20, 30 years older than me come into work with a frown on their faces and complaining how the weekend wasn't long enough or talking about the next holiday and how they couldn't wait for the next break or they couldn't wait to just be off of work. I said to myself, I can't let that be me. That is not a life. Living for the weekends is not a life. So I quit. And because I was sick, I had a chronic disease at the time, the timing was good for me to just go back to school and learn about something that interested me, which was health education and nutrition and all the stuff I talk about on this show. And everyone else at the table had kind of a similar story. And so for me, I quit, gave my two weeks notice, and never looked back. And for me, educating others, doing things like this where I get to share information with you, that's what brings me fulfillment. And I truly hope you find that for yourself, if you haven't already. All right, that's it from me for today. I hope you're having a great week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.